I wonder whether you've had the experience of looking at somebody and thinking, hmm, I know about them. They're whatever type you might be thinking of. The sort that will spend any money I give them because they're claiming to be homeless on drink. Oh. That's a Muslim. Oh, they don't belong here. Very easy for us to fall into that kind of attitude towards all kinds of people. And sometimes we may be correct in our judgment in one sense. But we need to be wary about our particular dealings with that particular person. But none of it comes close to assessing what the person, who, who that person really is, what they are, what lies inside them. And so we have this process going on illustrated by our gospel reading. Jesus is teaching. The disciples come to him and said, do you know that the Pharisees took offence when they heard what you said? They belong to that lot. You're not, taking any, you're not taking any notice of them, are you? We're the important ones, aren't we? Not an uncommon attitude. Somehow, you know, our church is better than anybody else's. And Jesus, in a sense, seems to agree with them. Let them alone, they're guides, blind guides guiding the blind. Peter says, explain this to us. Explain what, I wonder. Explain what the proper attitude towards the Pharisees is. Or explain the teaching that he was making just before that, that apparently offended the, the Pharisees. But Jesus goes back to what he was saying. What's inside a person is not controlled by what goes into them. Just because you see somebody doing something, you can't judge them. Yes, it may not be right, or it may be different from what you would do. But it's not what is inside the person. What's inside the person determines their overall actions, good or evil. Out of the heart come evil intentions, murder, adultery, fornication, theft, false witness, slander. Is that a complete list? I expect you can think of others to add to it if you put your mind to it. <laughs> Do you get the point? You need to look right deep inside a person before you can say what they are. Before you can proclaim good news to them that God is not beyond their nature either. As so Jesus then goes away, must have wondered what was going on. 
Most of them were Galileans. They were people that were looked down on by the Judeans, by the people living in Jerusalem. They didn't quite belong, although, yes, they just about did. But they thought of themselves as, well, reasonably good Jews. Yes, needing forgiveness, but they're given through following Jesus. But Tyre and Sidon, well, that's just that much further away, isn't it? From the proper centre of things, which is in Jerusalem. I don't know where we think the proper centre of things is. Very easy to criticise those that look to Rome for, for great things. There are plenty of people in this country that certainly say, well, England's the best. We'll go on saying that even if we don't win the football today. We're the ones that matter. But still, that's where Jesus went and that's where the disciples followed, Tar and Zidon. And a Canaanite. Now, Canaan. Canaanite means the people that were in the promised land before the Israelites. A little while before Jesus, about a thousand years, you know it is. Twinkling an eye as far as religious people are concerned, isn't it? Anyway, Canaanite. Presumably, someone that has survived the purge that Israel made of the promised land and went on worshipping the Canaanite gods. There were plenty of those. How did the disciples know that she was a Canaanite, I wonder? She was in that area. Somehow the assumption was, it will have been confirmed later on, that this woman doesn't belong to us. Isn't an appropriate person to be proclaiming good news to. Just one of those that somehow missed the overturning of Canaan into the kingdom of Israel. Have mercy on me, Lord, son of David. My daughter is tormented by a demon. Well, I'm sure there are those among you that have conv been convinced that your daughters have been tormented by demons at times. Perhaps even more so sons, I don't know. But something's going on that she can't control or explain. It's definitely wrong with her daughter. And it's, she's turning in desperation to one who she recognises is carrying authority, authority from God. And Jesus ignores her, just like the disciples, not worth bothering with. Seems extraordinary, doesn't it? But surely Jesus knew better. Well, whether this is a story about Jesus growing up as a human being, or a story about him putting people to the test, I don't know. But anyway, he ignores her. 
and the disciples try and make it worse. Oh, send her away, for goodness sake. We don't want all that racket going on around us, do we? We want to listen to you. We want to listen to you, privately, personally. You don't want other people interfering. That sound familiar too? Too much so, I fear. And she recognises that and she comes pleading, kneeling in fact before him. It's not right, he says, to take the children's food and throw it to the dogs. Frankly, how rude can you get? In this country, there are laws against saying things like that. And yet that was the orthodoxy of the Jews of the time, the Jews of Jerusalem. The children of, of God were those descended from Abraham through the Jewish line. The rest, well, they didn't come into things. Gentiles, yeah was the prevailing attitude. It's astonishing to hear those words coming from Jesus' lips. But we have it recorded here. Again, perhaps he was just testing. And the reply, in all humility, a humility we perhaps need to learn much more from than we do. Yes, Lord, even the dogs at the table, uh, uh, even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. God's care can't be limited to those who sit in the pew on a Sunday morning. God's care can't be limited to those with a particular colour skin. or particular attitude, a particular approach to personal hygiene, or eating a particular food. Yes, God has sometimes laid down laws about what you should eat, how you should be distinct from others because of serving him. But his love, his care, goes on extending beyond us and indeed beyond the human race to the animals, to the planet. The dogs eat the crumbs that fall from human tables. The wealthiest are still required to feed. The people that seem not to matter even the animals that seem just a nuisance. That woman knew how much she deserved, which is the same as you and I deserve from God. Not very much, if anything at all. 
but that's not how God works. He doesn't give us our desserts. He gives us his love. His love expressed in all kinds of ways. In this particular instance, the healing of her daughter. From something that had been bothering her, that she couldn't understand, no human being appeared, able to, appeared to be able to cure. Yes, she was a Canaanite, outside the old promises made to the people of Israel. But God still loves. God's love was poured out upon her. What was in her, Jesus recognised, eventually, was made in the, in, in the image of God. And perhaps not deserving because of what she'd done, but certainly deserved in the sense that God wanted to give healing to that particular family, wanted to give the heart's desire of that particular woman. So two lessons. One, judge not that you be not judged. Familiar story, but we need every so often to be reminded, I think, that we're no better than anybody else. That what's inside a person isn't controlled by what you put into it or where they happen to be or how much they happen to possess. Our, our task as Christians is to welcome all as Jesus welcomed them. And the other part of that task is to recognise that in ourselves we too need to come to Jesus not claiming a right but pleading. Asking not for what we want but what we need. Asking above all to know him and through him to know our Heavenly Father that we may rejoice in his gifts to us of the Holy Spirit and the fullness of his love the fullness of his joy throughout our lives. Let us come to him as that woman came to Jesus. Not anxious about what we're eating or even what we're doing at the moment, but anxious that his love should be turned towards us and that we receive the fullness of God's blessing throughout our lives.